Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is week three, three. of three. Lunar New Year, and we got to watch John Woo and Chow Young Fat Hard Boiled, a movie that and, I, and Tony Tony Long and Tony Long, uh, a movie that is uh, turns out is kind of lost in time and space. What do you mean? Like Beg? you can't. So here's the deal. I I have the movie on DVD. Um, I started watching it on the Plex, but I couldn't get the subtitles to work out. It was all janky. So I was like, "Well, fuck it. I'll just buy it on Prime real quick because I feel lazy." It's not on. It's not available on Prime. I'm like, "Oh, all right, fine." I found my DVD, popped that in, good to go. And then afterwards, I got on Amazon. I was like, "Well, can I get the Blu-ray of this?" The Blu-ray is incredibly hard to find, and my my collector's edition two disc DVD is reselling for like sixty bucks. Oh wow! I have the Blu-ray. I have a. I, I must be out of print or something. I got it. I got it at that that DVD Blu-ray store that Sean and I used to go to all the a time. Movie in shop. Yeah, it's like, and it's it's a weird production company. It's like Dragon's Dynasty or it's something. Dragon's it's Dynasty. A, yeah, it's a fucking Miramax thing. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, because they used to chop all the movies up. But I think well, this is a regular ver- I think it's, you know, I don't yeah. know if I've ever watched it, honestly, on the Blu-ray. Yeah, the version on the Plex was, uh, the subtitles were, like, off by, like, a minute. Yeah, you had to ch- uh, change, uh, the the ones that were attached with the file were bad, but you, if you did it like any other, like, if you just pulled their, if you went on the, whatever that, if you went on the settings and picked the subtitles, they were fine. Okay. Yeah, I had to watch the English dub. Too much work. It's literally uh, one button. The dub was the dub wasn't bad actually. A button that I shouldn't have to push. Damn. Mm. Should have been English to begin with. No. Mm. No. No. What's live funny action. is all the headlines in the movie were in English. Well, it's Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I figured the headlines would still be in Cantonese or whatever. But what do I know? Clearly, nothing. But Not it's a fun Cantonese, movie. I guess. Yeah, but, uh, not, yeah, all right. I can't so, uh, yeah, so we watched Hard Boiled. That's our feature presentation. But what yeah. did you all watch this week? Uh, Alec. Uh, I watched, uh, one, one movie. I watched, it's a new movie. It's, uh, Channing Tatum's new movie. Oh, the dog movie? Yeah. Oh, God. How is that? It's, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. What's Channing it Tatum's, it's called Dog. I think it's, oh. yeah. Channing Tatum's charming enough to carry a movie with him and a dog, and it's it's perfectly fine. It wasn't yeah, bad. Perfectly um, problem. He is an ex-military dude who's trying to get clearance to go work for like uh, Blackwater. Um, I think that's the name of the company. That's the name of the real company. Did they actually use yeah. that in the movie? No, they just said contractor, but that's who yeah. it was supposed to be. Um, he's trying to get his uh, his medical clearance after taking a grenade to the face or something. Ooh. Jesus! So he has like PTSD, so he's trying to get his medical clearance so he can do that. Um, and he ends up taking it. He's the, the he got a med, he got a he got the medical clearance. He also needs a letter from his like CO. So he finally gets in touch with the CO. The CO says, look, bro, if you want this letter, you're going to take this dog across the country 
it was a dog that they had, he had worked with in, uh, Afghanistan, I'm assuming. Um, the dog's handler got, the dog's handler died. So he had to take the dog to the guy's funeral and then take it to be put down. Oh God. Cause that's what, cause that's Lord. what they do. That's what they do to military dogs with like PTSD that they can't rehab. Oh. Um, so him and the dog go cross country and then, well, I guess not cross country. Well, the uh, well, cross country east west. What would north south be? They're cross going country. from. You're still going across going the from, country. You're just going. You're not in going a, across. You're going down. Well, I mean, they're going up country then. They're going from Washington to. Uh, is Nogales? Is that like a Texas? Nogales, Texas. Yeah, they're Texas. going. Nogales is in Mexico. Oh, it's on the, they had to go on the American, American side. Like yeah. one of those towns, one of those Southern towns right on the border. I can't remember the name of it. Um, going on an interstate road trip. Yep. And the dog is crazy and has, has to be muzzled the whole time. And Channing Tatum gets panic attacks because of PTSD. He the dog muzzled the whole time. There's a fun little bit where, uh, Kevin, Kevin Nash shows up for a little bit and it's fun. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, and Ethan Please. Supley shows up for a little bit, and that's also fun. Not that part's actually not fun, but Ethan Supley's a good actor. Yeah, who, like he, and now he's like jacked, isn't he? Is yeah, he, he's yeah. fucking. He's like a monster of a man now because he was always huge, and yeah. now he decided to get in shape, and he just like mm-hmm. he would be terrifying to encounter. He'll like, always be the guy that couldn't see the sailboat to me. That's. <laughs> <laughs> He'll always be the guy singing uh, the fucking racism. Oh, yeah. The Republic. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The white man marches on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's been all over the place. I forgot about that. I forgot completely about American History X. Jesus. Was this movie um, like. Like, it sounds pretty dark. Like, was it. How did it. It's, 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 it's got some dark. It's got some dark points, but it's also got some, uh, it's also lighthearted too. Huh? Um, but no, it was, uh, it wasn't bad. We went, so it's in the, it's in the theaters now. He went to the theater. He went to the, he went I to think the I remember cine, the, he went to the cinema. I think <laughs> I remember seeing the preview for that when we saw, uh, No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah. I wish the East Point Cinema where they have that, like, Stage area in the back, and MCW is putting on an event back there while I was watching the movie. <laughs> no shit, <laughs> Lance, awesome. Lance Lance Archer was there. No shit, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I don't know made me just think of this, Alec. But like, is Channing Tatum in this movie? Do you remember that movie Stop Loss being like this huge production? Like yeah. it was like an MTV film, and people talked about it a lot. And it was like a nothing movie. Yeah, it came out and did nothing. I think Justin Timberlake was in it, wasn't he? I don't, I don't remember that movie. I, I remember what you're talking about, Sean, because it was yeah. a whole thing about how like like they were set, like troops were basically done with their tours and they were still getting they were whatever you call it. They were redeployed. Yeah, like, re, yeah. They were getting the uh, the Rey Mysterio contract extension. <laughs> yeah. Yes, oh, Ryan. Ryan Philippe. Ryan Philippe. That was who was in that. Joseph Gordon Levitt and Channing Tatum. Okay. Jim Payton was in that movie. Timothy Elephant. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, that's all. That's the only movie I watched. Um, only mo- Did you finish Peacemaker? 
Uh, I did. I, I thought, thought the, uh, I thought the finale was pretty good. I thought the, the episode before was better. I would say yeah. the finale, I think, is probably the weakest episode of the season, but it still was good. It was, yeah, good. I think I meant the like penultimate episode. Is that the one, like, and I couldn't stop laughing where, uh, she asks what Merv's, Merle's real name is, and he says, like, this shit is getting goofy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love the whole series, the whole, yeah. the whole, uh, the whole season. But I would say the last episode compared to the other ones is probably the weakest. Yeah, and I, would, I think that's the case for a lot of shows, especially in their first season, because they're just trying to kind of set up for the future. Yeah, and it's not really a sense. And you know, season two has been announced already, so it's not like I think. I think it kind of sticks with you. I think a show like that would like the finale would only be good. Well, would be better if that was it. You know what I mean? But like they can't. Yeah. They can't tie everything up because there's a season two. Yeah, right. but I still really liked it. And there's a gag at the very end of the episode that's fucking hilarious that I I fucking love to death, which I won't spoil. But I thought it was great. Alec knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, when when certain characters show up that I wouldn't think you would expect to show up on HBO, it's pretty rad. It is pretty funny. But uh, um, anyway, anything else, Alec? No, that's it, TJ. Oh shit. I watched three fucking things, bro. Oh, my God. Three things. Oh, my We're God. We're going to be here all night. All fucking yeah, night. I actually watch movies, too. Crack open a cold one. We're going to be here for a minute. Uh, I didn't watch know? anything, if that helps. What do you want to hear first? The terrible thing or the two good things? Two very <laughs> good things. Terrible. <laughs> uh, tiebreaker, Alec. Terrible. All right. Uh, I watched the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just oh, called... Yeah. It's just called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's fucking awful. That would be the third film with that title? Well, see, technically, this isn't... I th- The original has the... And oh. The, the the out. So there's two movies it's called Ohio The State Texas, Texas Cha- Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. So this movie is so fucking pointless and boring and just like... Um, it follows the formula of the recent Halloween movie, like 2018 Halloween, where it's a direct sequel to the first one. And that kind of works with Michael Myers because, like, one, the time isn't as long, and two, two like, I don't know, Michael Myers kind of works because he's always kind of supernatural. Like, at least elements of him is always kind of supernatural on how he can survive. Whereas, like, Leatherface would be, like, almost, what, conservatively, Leatherface would be about 85 years old right now. Wait, this is the same Leatherface from the 60s? Yes. Presumably, yes. yeah. Well, like, from, he was, well like, from, the, the, the original Texas Chainsaw came out in 1976. Okay, 1976. So, if you, let's say he was a 30-year-old man then, Yeah. right? Yeah. He'd be 70-something. He's old as fuck. And the other thing is, like, like the, the thing that, um, I don't know, we've, we've talked about this before, like, with different horror movies. But, like, I don't think people understand, or whoever wrote this movie doesn't understand that, like, Leatherface is, like, like he's a great character. And, like, Texas Chainsaw is a great character. But, like, he's not, like, they're just, like, a family of hillbillies. Like, they're not, like, these, like, unstoppable killing machines. Like, I don't know. I did see him get hit with that plane strut that one time. Well, yeah, but that was that was in one of the most bonkers ass movies ever. But I don't know this this movie. Like he's taking like Leatherface again, who is a fucking old ass man, uh, most likely an octogenarian, 
Uh, he's taking like shotgun blasts to the chest, and he's basically no selling it. Bill Bratsky. He's doing fucking like chainsaw tricks in this movie, where like he's like flinging the chainsaw around. Hell like, yeah! Like he's in a fucking like street. <laughs> you're fight not movie. not selling this. Yeah, yeah you're doing the, the you're doing the, you're doing the gogs thing where everything you say sounds awesome. Um, the fucking the fucking uh. The the plot of the movie is basically these YouTube uh, uh, boo. Tri- what do you call them? Uh, influencers have moved into this like sleepy Texas town, like ghost town, and they're gonna gent- gentrify it. And then they evict Leatherface's mom, and she dies as they evict her. And then Leatherface kills everybody, and that's the movie. Wait, oh, so I'm what, assuming what? I'm ass- I'm assuming a sleepy Texas town is already gentrified. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. This is like some ghost town in the middle of nowhere. Like, literally... So Leatherface is the good guy? Le- literally a ghost town. Like, there's nothing... Yeah, there's so, like, Leatherface thing. kills landlords. I don't see yeah. what the problem is. Yeah, it's, yeah we're... It's, a, it's a weird mess of a movie. There, and, like, I don't know. Like, there's... It, it's like every kind of modern horror movie now where it doesn't have a plot, but it's just, like, super violent. And, like, the violence is done okay. There's one scene where Leatherface kills, like, 400 people on a bus, which, like, looks cool, but, like... It's a lo- giant bus. Logically, it's, like, incredibly <laughs> stupid. And, like, I don't know. The movie's just, like, you don't care about any characters. You don't care about Leatherface. Like, Leatherface's mask is, like, really boring in this and looks bad. Do they have um, the dinner party Leatherface makeup? No, no. So what happens? What happens is, so again, his mother. I I assume it's his mother. She gets she gets taken out of her house, and she like dies as they like take her away. Then Leatherface is with her, and like they 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 there's like a drop line where she's basically been keeping like Leatherface in check, and then she dies, and then Leatherface goes berserk. Leatherface, hang on, pause. Is yeah. Leatherface given a tragic backstory? Is this yeah. like a Rob Zombie Halloween type thing? Well, I mean, not really, because they don't really... They, well, I mean, his backstory is for the first... They don't really get into anything, really. Like they, It's all like he doesn't have any dialogue or anything, or they don't really talk about him. They just kind of... They hint at he's the Leatherface from the first movie. So this is canonically in the same... Yes. This is the first... Wow. Okay. So anyway, his the first, mom, the, the, with the first first movie or the first movie remake? No, the first first movie, the 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 original Toby Hooper Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So his mother dies, and then he cuts her face off, and then that's the mask he wears, which is kind of like a goofy idea, and like it works for like one scene, but then every time you see him in the rest of the movie, like it's all stitched together, and like. Like I'm no like I don't I, I don't know this for a fact but like I I think if you just put on like a face like on your face like it would fall off or dry up or do something like the, like Leatherface is like it was leather because he was treating it like it was like you know what I mean like yeah like a baseball glove it was it's just very dumb it was just stupid and not needed and I hated it um it's and again like having a old man Leatherface just doesn't work oh oh I forgot to mention too that the the survivor of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I can't remember her name. She comes back in this one again as like an 80 year old woman who's like a sheriff now. And she's like, I'm going to kill him. And it's like, oh, God, it's so evil dumb. dies tonight. I mean, more or less evil dies tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, it's garbage. Don't watch it. The, 
It's funny because this movie has been like finished and it's been in distribution hell for like two years, and you, I can see why. And Netflix I never, is like, I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, Netflix is like, we'll take it. We'll take Ooh. any crap. I might have to watch if it's on the old Netflix. You know, it's on. Isn't there a scene where a guy's like videoing with his phone and he's yeah. like, "Dude, you're so cringe." Yeah, or something yes. like that. Yes, yes. Oh, 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 that that's in the bus scene, which is like ridiculous, right? Because you have Leatherface, who's like, you know. He's this six foot fucking monster with like a leather face and like blood all over him and all these people, their first reaction to it. And again, this isn't like, you know, you can write this off if it's like Halloween or like they're like, you know what I mean? They're there's there's something I mean, in other horror movies, they've kind of done this scene where it's like the people in the bus are expecting something spooky. So they see it and they're like, oh, nice costume, dickhead or whatever you can. But this is like these people are just there for like to buy real estate and this monster shows up with blood all over him and then all they do is take out their phones and it's like what what who would react to this like that also like they can't like as he's literally slaughtering the entire bus like nobody thinks to try to like run past him as he's killing people they all just sit there and try to open windows that don't open and just let him systematically just slaughter every person on the bus like if there's a full bus of people like they can overpower him well yeah that as well it's fucking dumb it's real dumb it's a very good chance i'm gonna watch this this got incredibly good chance I'm going to watch this. Yeah, well, enjoy. It's real bad. Um, all right, so now on to the good things that I watched. I watched Assassination Nation. Uh, Hell yeah. I fucking love this movie. Sean mentioned this movie a while back. I think it was on my best of, that whatever that year was. Yeah, I would definitely put it up there myself. Um, this was written and directed by, I believe his name is Simon Levinston. I think his name is Simon. I don't know. He's the writer director for uh, Euphoria, which I've been loving. And uh, this is his, like, I believe debut feature film. Uh, his father uh, is a uh, Barry Baltimore, Levinson. Yeah, Baltimore icon Barry Levinson, which I thought was pretty cool. But yeah, Assassination Nation is great. It feels like, in, in a weird way to me, it felt like an indie comic book. Like a lot of the themes and stuff and how like a, they. Like a paper girls kind of thing. A little bit more like, yeah. um, more like kind of, uh, like I don't know, edgier, like more like kind of stuff that, like, something like a Rick Remender would write or something like that. Like, I don't know, I really enjoyed it though. I thought that it was shot really well. I thought that I really liked the characters in the movie, and like, I enjoyed the fact that it kind of starts out kind of grounded and it's not all that like out like out there and then by the time the movie ends it's like one of those like like just smacks you in the face where it's like it ends so much differently than it begins and it's so yeah. out of left field and like the ending is great and i i fucking loved it i, I even it was- even what's his name is good in it i normally find him fucking obnoxious who who's that the, the guy that plays the uh the Lolita dad. I'm trying not to like spoil anything. Uh, what's oh, his face? Jo- Joel, yeah, Joel McHale. McHale. Yeah. yeah. Was it, he was in uh, Becky too, right? We liked him in that. Yeah. Yeah, he was good in that too. But yeah, Assassination Nation is fantastic. I really, really loved it. And um, Sean, I think that you, after watching this, because like in a lot of ways, like this feels like a rough draft for a lot of the ideas that he would pursue in Euphoria. Like when you mentioned Euphoria has like a trans character that they don't lampshade a whole lot. Like I was yeah. like, oh, that feels like a dry run for that. It definitely like there's a lot of little things in this movie that feel like like it feels like he like him kind of stretching some ideas out in Euphoria later on. But 
Um, it's really good. Like I, I thought Assassination Nation was great. I thought it was, I liked, and I liked, um, like it's definitely like satirical and over the top, but it's, it, it hits a nerve and I think it's pretty interesting. Like the stuff that they bring up. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, fantastic movie. Um, and then the other fantastic movie I watched was Licorice Pizza. Uh, the new PT Anderson movie. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, it's, you know, I love PT Anderson. He's one of my favorite filmmakers. And like, I think that his last movie was so like, dour and and dark and about like an awful toxic relationship he had to make something like lighter to like clean his uh, cleanse his palate and this movie is like very sweet and kind of like nostalgic and more of like i mean it's definitely a comedy um there's some scenes in this movie that are just flat out hilarious um i can't remember his name i think his name is michael higgins he's he's one of the christopher guest guys john michael higgins john michael higgins he's in this movie and he his character is very brief, but like he owns a rest he owns this Japanese restaurant in town. And every time you see him, he has a Japanese wife, and he talks to her in like broken Japanese English. He's like, Oh, what do you think about the restaurant? <laughs> and like she talks in Japanese and he he's like nodding. And I don't want to give away all the jokes, but like just that fucking alone was so goddamn funny. He's like they're like, you know, uh, the main character, his mom, who's played by uh, Charlie Day's uh, wife, the waitress from It's Always Sunny. She's like an ad. She does like uh, she's like an ad executive. So they're writing a an ad for his restaurant, and they and like she she's going over with a Japanese wife, and he, she's like, "Can you ask her what she thinks?" He's like, "Yeah, absolutely." What do you think about? <laughs> I mean, it's so fucking funny. Um, Bradley, Bradley Cooper has, like, a little cameo, and he's, like, really funny in it. Um, <laughs> See, one of the Safty brothers is in it. Yeah, he's, like, he's a, he is, like, comes right at the end of the movie. Um, I How's guess, Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid? He's great. Like, that kid's gonna be a star. Like, he's, he's really good. He's a very difficult character. Like, I, I like this movie a lot because, like... It's an interesting romance with two very difficult characters. Like, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman's son's character is, he's 15, and he's kind of like a grifter, but he's very, like, charming and sweet, and, like, he's trying to find himself in the world. He's also an actor. And then the girl in the movie, who I don't think she's ever acted in anything, her name's Alana Ham, I think is her name. She's in a band. Ham. Well, she, it's like H A I M. Haim, Haim, yeah, that's their name. Like Corey Haim. Yeah, well, they're in a. I've never heard any of their music, but she. It's like her and her three sisters are in a band, and then this is the first thing she's acted in. The other sisters are in the movie too, but they're very minor parts. But um, she's much older than he is, and it's kind of like she's also trying to find her place in life. And I don't know. I really enjoyed the movie. It's very. It's a very simple story. It's a very, like, slice-of-life kind of story. Like, it's not like there's any, like, big stakes in it or anything. But but P.T. Anderson shoots it, like, incredibly well. Like, there's some interesting, like, staging that he does. 
for what like in a like a regular director's hands would probably be very boring scenes, he's able to just spice them up by just adding like really interesting framing and lighting. He does like a lot of these cool like natural lighting tricks where like there's a scene where they're in this like pinball place and there's outside there's like a it's a it's a it's an opening night thing. So there's one of those like big spotlights that they have and he times it right. So when like the, like the main character of the discussion, the spotlight hits them, but like, it's natural. Like as it moves, as the spotlight moves, the conversation also dips. It's just like, really like, he's just it's fucking on another level. Um, but it's a great movie. And I, it would have made my top 10 last year. If I watched it last year, I, I loved it. I think this is one of those, P.T. Anderson. I think this is a movie that's like gonna please everybody. Like it's it's more Boogie Nights than it is Phantom Thread kind of thing. Well, it's not really even Boogie Nights too because there's no like real darkness in them. I was waiting for the darkness. Like I was waiting for like the fucking sea change that he does a lot in his movies. But like, yeah. there's really nothing like that. I mean, there's obviously like there's tension in the, in the kind of will there won't they kind of situation. But again, it's like super low stakes. But I I loved it. I thought it was great. Great music. Great acting, great writing. All the characters feel like real people. And I don't know. I, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It's a real people pleaser. I, I, I've I've heard a lot of a lot of people really love the movie and I can see why. Like I, I you know, I don't know. It's one of those movies I, I think everyone can kind of relate to to some aspect of what goes on in the movie. And uh, I thought it was really good. So yeah, that's everything I watched. Uh Sean. Uh, which one of the Matrix movies do you want to hear about minus Revolutions? Because I watched all of them. I want to watch, hear about the new one, please. The new one. No, we'll talk about that one last. Alright. Uh, no, we'll talk about the first one. The first one's still iconic. Like, I feel like we've talked about the first one So you watched lot. all of them? All of them but Revolutions. Okay, yeah. Is that the third that's one? That's the third one. That's the one we Yeah, that's the one we watched on. on the show. I haven't, like, got my boots up to do that one yet. Um... <laughs> It's funny because I was talking to a kid from work, and, uh, like, we're in a generation now where it's like, oh, yeah, we saw that in the theater, but this thing has always existed for them. You know what I mean? They're at that age, which is really weird. But the first Matrix holds up incredibly well for a movie from 1999, and if you think it doesn't, go back and watch The Phantom Menace, which I think came out, like, the same month. Um... The Matrix Reloaded is a movie I thought I didn't like, and I'm pretty sure, like, if you would have asked me all, I would have done, it's like, hey, what about Matrix 2? And I would have just went vis-a-vis werewolves. I just remember it as, like, this is going to be a really weird point of reference for people that aren't exactly our age, but I remember it specifically from this Andy Dick sketch in the MTV (laughs) Movie Awards. Wow. I I, I know it's sad. I remember the sketch. I know exactly what you're talking about. Or Justin Timberlake was also in the sketch. It's like, you can do the robot, Neo. He's like, no, what if I fail? Remember when they would, like, just cut people into the scenes? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was wasn't, ben Still, wasn't Ben Stiller in that sketch, too? I he's believe the he host was. that year, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, and it's like Andy Dick. Hey, Morpheus, what can we expect at the orgy? Machines. But, um... <laughs> That movie's actually really good. It's a lot of fun. Um, like, you have to, like, go in there knowing that it's got some, like, really janky special effects, like the fucking CGI Neo and Smith are a little bit tough. Um, but once you know that, man, like, it's like... I forget who said it, but I was listening to a show, and they're talking about how, like, oh, well, they didn't expect to make a sequel for it, so the whole sequel is just about deconstructing what it means to be the one, to be, like, this, like, electric messiah. 
And that whole scene with him and the um, architect, although it is like very memeable, the ergo, some answers you will understand, some you will not. Like, it's so good when he goes, we've destroyed Zion six times and we have become quite efficient at it. Like, just this idea that, like, yeah, you're special, but you're only special because you're this broken thing in a system that we still control. Like, no matter what, they're, like no one is actually free. Like, it's, you're still it's, destined. It's too bad they didn't do anything with that idea. That's the problem. No, no, they, they sure didn't. But, like, I still think all the scenes with the Oracle stand-up, I think there's, like, really good banter in it with uh, where Smith comes and he's like, you set me free. And he goes, well, congratulations. And Smith goes, Thank you. Like, I know it sounds like a very simple, but like the performances are all really good. I remember like, that I think, highway scene is really cool. Yeah. Too. yeah. Dude, the thing fucking rules. Like I, you know, like the werewolves and shit are kind of dumb, but whatever. Like I going back, I appreciate it more now. Cause like, Oh yeah, it's a computer world. You can do whatever you want, which uh, leads me into my viewing of the matrix resurrections. Yeah, that's which a, is like without hyperbole, like one of the worst sequels I've ever seen. Like I don't know, I, I won't, I don't know if I can go as far as to say it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen because it's so like fucking Flanders nachos. <laughs> but it's really fucking bad, and like I'm really let down because I think it's been I've made it very clear like my affection for those girls that make those movies because they're all like big ambitious failures for the most part. Oh yeah, you you were you are our foremost uh, Wachowski apologist on the show. Yeah, but there is nothing ambitious about this movie, and I think that's what makes it so bad. Like an hour of it is a fucking meta joke about how she didn't want to make the movie. Like, okay, cool, then just don't do it. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, has everybody seen this except Alec? Or Alec, did you see it yet? Uh, I have. I I have not. I probably won't. Yes, don't. I was really so, pumped up for it with the trailers came out, but I probably won't see it now. Well, you're you're better off. Like the best part of the trailer, of course, is the White Rabbit song, which they ruin in the movie by cutting it to a montage of him just walking around doing people stuff. There's so many like threads that are like brought up and dropped for no reason, like his digital self image. Then it's like, oh, this is how you blah blah blah, and then it's never gone back to. Right. And like, there's a scene, and I'm sure God's and TJ, you'll remember the scene where they're sitting around planning the video game. Oh. But they keep, and it's like on a flat loop, but they keep coming back to the same, I, like... You know, I and, and I hated so, that. Something that, that pissed me off that I didn't even realize until I watched somebody else review it, when they show the old clips from The Matrix and all oh, that okay, stuff... It's the video game? Yeah, they're like, it's the video game. That's the most fucking advanced video game I've ever seen in my yeah, fucking like, life. Yeah, like, I... I know what video games look like in 1999. I'm also the only person, like, I am the prime audience for this, so don't give me that. And also don't show me clips from a movie you shot on film that looks awesome and this digital fucking nightmare wash that I'm actually watching that's going nowhere. But it's just a bunch of, like, fucking, like, I know they're supposed to be cringy on purpose, but, like, the dialogue that's written for these people, like, what is The Matrix? It's like, oh, it's bullet time. No, it's philosophy. And, like, yeah, we we know. We've all seen the fucking essays about what The Matrix means. Like, I I get it, Lana. You don't like the people who like the movie. Like, I, right. it's fine. Like, yeah. just, like, it's so just, like, I've never, I would not have expected the movie to be half of it, other people watching the first movie. Right, right, and then like the other half of it just being like the most like fucking lifeless action movie you've ever seen in your life. You go back and watch like yeah, and the, the action first is Matrix. really bad. Like the and action, everything's like so bad. Yeah, it's really weighty. 
which is, I guess, something that like will tie into the movie we're talking about tonight. But just that scene where Morpheus fights Smith in the bathroom and Morpheus is getting banged off every fixture and everything's breaking and like it's just like everything's super thoughtful and the camera looks good and the fucking slow motion is appropriate. In the new one, they just have like slow motion in transition, which doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. there's like, you know, oh, the the robots had a civil war. It's like, oh, that sounds interesting. So, yeah, we're not going to show that, though. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Okay, the robot Civil War would have been so fucking cool. Like yeah. anything. That's the thing. They could have done literally anything. They could have made it super goofy and just having fucking like, like glitching out and like they. She could have done literally anything because it's not like they made the movie for eight million dollars. Just like when I like watching this and finding out that it's a two hundred million. That is the most expensive Matrix movie. What did they spend it on? It looks like shit. I don't even Keanu Reeves like who's like very kind of like taciturn in the original one like purposefully like he I get the feeling that he knows this movie isn't good by his performance right, in the movie yeah. if that makes any sense like the only decent scene in the whole movie is just him and Carrie Ann Moss sitting at a table like fucking before sunset talking about how she hates her kids yeah I like the, hey did you know that that guy Chad that's yeah, the uh, Chad John Blackie. Wick guy. that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. John Wick guy yeah yeah which I'm surprised they didn't go, this is my husband, Chad Stileski, the stunt double for the Matrix video game, because like, <laughs> right, everything right. else is so on the nose. Yeah. And then it's like, fucking Neil Patrick Harris is terrible in the movie, Like, and I don't, I don't think this is his fault, but I just find him being cast in things that are serious distracting. Like, I don't yeah. know why, Like, I just have a hard time with it. I thought that the, the Agent the, Smith replacement was really bad, too. I like that the, actor, too. That's the guy yeah. from Mindhunter, who's I really like, good. I like Dr. Manhattan, but he sucks, too, because he's, like, stuck. He's in that fucking um, Ansel Elgort or whatever that guy's name is mode where he's trying to sort of do an impression of somebody the whole time, and it's like, why are we doing this? Oh, But even the movie's like, why are we doing this? Because he's like, uh, finally, at last, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't sure if you would get the call back. Like, I'm Smith and uh fucking morpheus for some reason i don't know are we going anywhere with this nope here's a robot songbird from uh bioshock like i oh yeah, I yeah. <laughs> and then the, the plot of the movie is basically that neo and trinity are so horny for each other that they make better batteries i mean i but, get that but yeah but hang Carrie on and moss still holding hang, it together hang on they but like the new instead of using agents they turn everybody into like a zerg rush which wouldn't that kill like a lot more batteries than just the two of them when they're just slamming their faces in the paper like if they're dying in the real world because they're dying in the matrix they're dying by the thousands they would be out of power by the end of the movie just from all the bodies they threw at them yeah it's a good point also, the, the stupid, like, like force push that Neo does, like, 800 times in the movie <clears throat> was fucking retarded. Yeah, he's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'll be in this movie and I'll say this dumb, dumb shit, but I'm not, like, doing anything. And she's yeah. like, okay, whatever, I don't give a fuck either. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, the fact that they said Warner Brothers and the one character who, like, she's super hot, but, like, I don't care, Bugs, is, like, named after Bunch Bunny. She is super hot, though. I'm not familiar yeah, with no, that actress, yeah, but she's like very hot. And she she's like she she had, she clicks two TJ boxes, three actually. She's got dyed hair. Oh yeah, she got dyed hair. She's Asian and she's British. Yeah, also it's like, like kind of androgynous. Oh she's yeah, basically a she's a Psylocke. Yes, yeah. yes, Alec. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, 
<laughs> British or South African? Wait a minute. Does Psylocke, when she's, she's British, Kanan, does she still have a British accent? Like, is that ever made explicit? Like in the books? Or now no, she only she only has the British accent when she's Betsy Braddock. Okay. She does not have it when she's Quanon or the third character, whatever the third one is. Revenge or whatever. Yeah, that's when, comic books are so dumb. <laughs> Psylocke's have there been? Well, well, it's so, Psylocke is <sighs> Captain Britain's sister. Yeah, right. That's yeah, Braddock. But yeah, she had like a like a pink outfit and like like she was like just a white lady, but then. She got psychically switched with some hand assassin? Question yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah, because exactly her body, her body was dying, and the hand assassin's mind was wiped out, or something. Basically, it was the uh, Professor X at the end of uh, was it X three? X three. Yeah. Her mind took over an empty corpse or empty husk of a person. So you got a British lady in an Asian woman's body. I like the movie all of me. That that way, Jim Lee could draw hot fucking Asian gentrification. Ladies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> she just takes her whole body. But uh, the last thing I'll say about the Matrix, because I could go on for like days about it. Um, for some reason, the decision was made for the movie to take place sixty years in the future for reasons that aren't yeah, clearly yeah, defined. Thank you, thank you for bringing that up because I was like, um, yeah, yeah, and like Niobe's mad at Neo because he literally saved them and there would be no humans left if I don't know why she's mad at him, but she's in this like Johnny Knoxville, bad grandpa makeup. (laughs) And it's so fucking distract. It's like worse than the guy Pierce from Ethius makeup. Yeah. It's, it it looks like that, that sketch from, uh, I don't want to, I think you should leave that. I don't want to be here anymore. Like not only does it, I do they not like have a reason to set it 60 years in the future. But then they have to explain why Neo hasn't aged, which they don't do successfully. So they've got, Neo, I'm an old woman. Will you come take a walk with me? Just, I, I don't know if, like, Lana Wachowski has, like, an old black woman fetish. Like, it's the Matrix. We've got to have an old black lady for some reason. And But this program is a little girl, but she aged up to 25. I don't know why. She just did. Um, anyway, that's the movie. Hope you yep. like it. And then at the end, like uh, Neil Patrick Harris gets like super misogynist, just out of left field. He's like, yeah. oh, you can't you get your bitch under control or whatever? Like, don't say that, Neil Patrick Harris. You're bad at it. Like, this isn't good. <laughs> yeah. And then like, if we're gonna make our own Matrix, fucking hookers and blackjack. It's like, isn't that the end of the first movie? Uh, the third movie, like again? Oh God, it's so fucking bad. like, yeah, it's. I just can't imagine what they spent two hundred million. I mean, it looks so bad. Yeah, it looks really flat, and they do this weird like frame skipping thing that's oh. like, I forget. Somebody was like, "Is this a tribute to Uwe Bowl movies?" Like, it's that <laughs> weird like. It looks like a TV movie. I don't know, man. Like, it sucks. Like, I, I just <laughs> it's re- like I hate it as a I didn't. I guess like I don't realize until I go back and watch those movies how big of a fan of that at least first movie that I really am. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, I really do love this movie a lot. And then it's like, oh, yeah. But more so the, like, I even defend, like, Cloud Atlas, and that's got Hugo Weaving and, like, Korean face. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's visually interesting. Yeah. But There's... then it's like, this is, like, it's just lazy. 
And like, again, like, I know you didn't want to make the movie, but don't make, it's like how, like, if your parents ask you about the lawn, you do a bad job on purpose, but everybody in the neighborhood has to spend 15 bucks and watch you do it for three hours. <laughs> right. Like, like, I don't know, man. Like, I think, uh, I think she's like done. Like nobody's let her, like, they gave her $200 million to make this Matrix movie, and it was just fucking awful. Nobody liked it, and it lost, like, $100 million. Like, I think she's washed, because they don't make, like, $2 million movies. You know, you they make, like, that, like Speed she, Racer. She like, she, like, took, like, $150 million of those half. dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she tanked it on purpose. She's going for that number one draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Flores gets kicked off the set. Like, you're doing a shitty job, Brian. Oh, man. She's going to get the movie draft. She's going to get Timothy Chalamet next year because she, like, tanked the movie draft. Yeah, like, uh, I know Yen Ping wasn't in the movie, but, like, the fight, I don't know. I'm not going to stop talking about it. Don't watch The Matrix 4. Like, it's not even fun to watch as a goof. It it took me three sittings to watch it. It's really bad. Two for me. I fell asleep. You know how Cypher was the Judas character? Well, what if we had a Judas character in this one, but we just named him Judas? Ugh. Like, okay. Yeah, cool. cool. It should have been Chris Jericho. Hell yeah. <laughs> mind, but anyway. Gogs, uh, what happened in Hard Boiled? Oh, yeah, you didn't watch anything, right, guys? No. Well, I watched half of Nobody, so i got to watch the other half of that. Hell yeah. Did you catch, uh, up? Did you catch up on Peacemaker yet? No, I'm still like this. This week was not a good week for me and movies. It was a lot of like. Well, next week's gonna be even worse because Elden Ring comes out. So. Oh yeah, no, it's gonna be bad. Like this was just like a long week of like long days at work, and then Liz was gone all weekend, and then she had the nerve to come back. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, does, I Liz, just, does Liz does Liz listen to the show? You, she, you love no, that woman. Don't I even absolutely start. Absolutely love that. You're woman. like that. It's like that sketch in uh, I think you should leave where everybody's making fun of their wives, and the guy makes fun, and then he has all these old memories of how great his wife oh, is, and he feels like, bad. I said, "No, I'm going home." No, <laughs> but it was just like we were in survival mode, so there was wasn't like I, I was able to watch. Like, I was able to watch Hard Boiled, but that was all I was able to pull You're like AJ Vance, we're eating hot dogs and water for three days. Oh, yeah, no, it's just, yeah, we just, thankfully, someone, she left the tap dripping, and she left all the toilet seats open, so we were able to make it. Um, so, Hard Boiled. Here's what I figured out. I almost, actually, I enjoyed Hard Boiled so much that I, al- I almost... Like just try to make it a double feature and then watch um, Face Off right afterwards just to see what else John Woo. Gogs, yeah, I because refresh my memory. Go ahead. It, was I the first person that exposed you to this movie years yes. ago? I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, I was. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. and the killer. Yes. And yeah. that's so. Um, so hard boiled. Hard boiled uh, opens uh, with a like like a jazz medley. <laughs> And then you're it going is to a, the single most incongruent movie opening. <laughs> it's in like it, no, no. Like, so here's the deal, John Woo. I figured this out watching the movie. John Woo doesn't understand how stories work <laughs> at all. Like he doesn't get it. Like from because well, I really only two references to pull from. Well, three. Uh, uh, this Mission Impossible two. And uh, Face Off. Those are like the three what, John Woo what about properties. A hard target. Four movies, so he doesn't understand how movies work, like from a story perspective. But visually, he gets it. Like visually, he knows 
how to get the butts in the seats. Well, and, does, does he not know or does he not care? Because I feel like it might be the second. You know, if he doesn't care, that's to, you know, you know, based, but like he <laughs> regardless, story and story John Woo and story are just kind of like ships passing in the night. Like if a plot shows up, <laughs> if a plot shows up, it just happened, it just happened to. Like someone might have brought that to the set. So anywho, um we're at this jazz we're at this jazz club akin to when uh, Anchorman's playing jazz flute and you're just learning that this is the depth of this character. And then we're going to go to... Hold on, You you can't just skip it. This character's name is Is Tequila. tequila. (laughs) And he drinks the following drink. Tequila, ginger ale, he puts a playing card or something over (laughs) top of it, he smashes his tumbler into like a stool, and then he chugs her down. And I want to make that drink, quite frankly. Um, and his name is, I guess his name is Tequila. It's not his code name. Like, his it's, name name is Tequila. No, no, no. His, his, that's, like, his nickname. Because, like, his, command, his commanding officer calls him, like, his real name a few oh, times. Oh, he's, like, in the Sergeant movie. whatever his name is. Yeah, right? he, that's not his real name. But So, anyway, yeah, but everybody when, he's calls not him playing, tequila. when he's not playing jazz clarinet, he is going to... Uh, tea houses that don't care about the health code at all because everyone in the world is allowed to bring their caged bird to this tea house. <laughs> yeah, that's and a it, thing. Is it? Yeah, just like in Japan, they have cat cafes where they have cats running around everywhere and they serve food and drinks and stuff. Yeah, that would oh, be well, a, so, I'm all so for in this Because pets in Asia are not as prevalent. Well, Yeah, I think Alex's right about that. So well, they have, know, like, basically... Interactive zoos. Well, I know why the cage bird sings. It's because there's forty fives <laughs> in the bottom of its cage. Because this did you is write that? Most... Did you write that down? No, I just, I just, I, that was right off the cuff, baby. That was very good. Uh, that was and, very good. <laughs> and so he busts, I guess, an illegal arms sale. The whole movie. Here's the whole movie's premise: It's illegal arms are coming into Hong Kong. Chinese, you know paid for by Chinese steel or whatever. And there's a guy who might be a white guy. He's like the whitest looking Asian guy ever. Uh, who's Johnny, like the head of the jo- Johnny Wong. The uh, crime scene, Johnny quick, Wong. Quick side note about Johnny Wong. I'll, I'll never forget this. Um, this is a long time ago. This was, uh, I was still in, I want to say I was still in high school. Yeah. And the f- I want to say the first time I ever watched Hard Boiled, it was on a fucking like bootleg VHS tape. And I watched it with Anthony and we watched Hard Boiled. And then that guy, the guy that played Johnny Wong, he plays the bad guy. And I think the, the, the next Chinese Fat movie was either City on Fire or Hard Contact. Which is another like Cheyenne Fat movie, and he plays the like he plays the the villain, and his name is also Johnny Wong. Oh, it's the wow, same okay. actor. Like that guy is in a ton of like Hong Kong stuff. That dude is in a lot of movies. But well, it was funny because we watched also we watched a, a back to back Johnny Wong and jo- we we affectionately refer to it as Johnny Wong and Johnny Wong's Revenge, even though he clearly <laughs> died at the end of Hard Boil. Like, well, spoiler alert! But anyway, yes, sorry, we get. Yeah. We get like for a thirty-year-old movie. We're, I guess, at this point, we're, we're probably five or six minutes into this movie, and then we are treated to 
I'll, I'll, I'm just going to just put it out on front street. Hands down, one of the greatest shootout scenes in cinematic history. Oh, it's like it is. It is. This is this is a man. John Woo knows his craft in this one particular regard. Like that shootout scene in the tea house is fucking rad. Like people are sliding around everywhere. The what what slow motion and speed ramps are done. There's no speed ramps. It's just occasional slow motion. It reminded me. I forgot about the stranglehold video game. Yeah, um, you you played tequila in that. You game. You played tequila. Yeah, yeah you had yeah. A, the demo was the tea house fight from this yeah. game or from this movie. Um, you're he's just sliding around all over the place. Just the part where he's kind of going like half down his back down the fucking uh, banister with the two forty five. I also God. love in this scene. I forgot completely that in this scene, the guns he's using to kill the guys are the fake, or like the the, the guns the they bad. were selling. He just <laughs> yeah, grabs them off the ground. Gun. Yeah, yeah. This movie is this. This scene is just so fucking good. So then, you're treated to this. Uh, you find a, a cop. One of his cop buddies gets killed. You find out <laughs> that guy. Okay, these... hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. We're never gonna get through this. It that dude, the, his partner that gets killed, he gets shot conservatively about maybe seven or eight times before he's like really murdered. Like by like 40 bullets it's hilarious yeah. he keeps getting shot and then like john uh, giant fat's like are you okay and he's like yeah i'm fine hang, <laughs> hang on dogs with alec would you like to take a guess as to how many blanks were fired during the course of this movie i know tj already knows because the whole still. movie yeah fifty thousand. i'm gonna okay. say i'm gonna wait did you say higher or lower i didn't say anything i said okay okay uh I don't know fifty thousand, but I'm gonna say eight thousand. One hundred thousand <laughs> blanks. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> the kill count maybe... between uh Tony Long and um Chow Yun Fat is one hundred and sixty three bodies. God damn. Yeah, no, this movie is... <laughs> that, K, that KD ratio is tremendous. <laughs> Dude, I can't... Wow. Just think about this way. John Woo orchestrated 100,000 blanks and nobody died. Alec Baldwin kills somebody with one. It's ridiculous. Dude, yeah. I tell you what. Like, I'm saying, John Woo... So, like, when you think of, like... Like, Hong Kong action movies, there's a lot of, like, martial arts or fist fighting or anything in this movie. But this movie is just straight gunplay and it's so much fun oh my um, god yeah so anyway so now you're so the rest of this movie is gonna be pretty quick some like synopsis right uh tequila's drummer got killed in the shootout because his drummer was also a cop uh apparently another cop got killed in the shootout because they're doing this like i guess a la infernal affairs a la the departed every here, hong kong movie <laughs> where there's cops that are embedded with the bad guys but no one else knows like they're it's, all it's also going it it's also like well it's not quite the killer's plot but it's similar because the, the the killer has a similar plot to that as well right so so now they love the whole like a good guy. There's like a absolute. There's a good guy fighting on the good on the good side, and a bad guy that's kind of good too. They love that. That's a. It's a very. I guess uh, the raid kind of had that too. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So, so now, so then, uh, uh, I don't know if your girlfriend can be estranged, but uh, Chai Young Fat's estranged girlfriend who is also 
a detective or an investigator or something who works at the same police station keeps getting roses with song lyrics, which turn into codes, which get given to the, like, the chief of police who punches him into a computer to get secret messages. And I think this all ends up becoming from Tony Lung. Yeah, that's who, Tony Lung's secret messages. Yeah. So eventually, so spoiler alert, you find out later Tony Lung's a cop. Uh, I thought he was just working for the cops, but he is, was a cop and they burned his file and yada, yada, yada. But he comes across, at one point he gets introduced as like this heavy. And the scene where he gets introduced where he just uh, works in the library, yeah. fucking rad. And then he goes to meet his, like, I guess uncle is probably like godfather, right? Like it's not uncle, his real uncle. Well, you play like, the Yakuza games, right? Yeah, oh, Uncle like, Hoy. Yeah, uncle they Hoy, use, right. like, uncle is like a like a mob term. It's the same as like the Yakuza games. like godfather. Games. Yeah. It's like Anik, like in in the Yakuza, like Anaki is the word they use all the time. That means like nephew. Like it, right. they use that kind of shit all the time. So then you get you get a power play between uh, Johnny Wong and Uncle Hoy, and then you're treated to just another Marvel oh, shootout that, in a this shootout in this, this factory. I would argue this, this shootout might takes, even be better. There's a guy who just smashes a fucking dirt bike like through a man into a pile of boxes. <laughs> so that guy, the guy, the stunt man that took that 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 wasn't like a dummy, right? That they just killed some stunt man. <laughs> yeah. Just some immigrant. Like they I, just, this like, is also the scene where Chayun Fat just shotgun blasts a guy on a motorbike and the guy just lands on fire. <laughs> Have you ever seen so much shotgun action in one movie? Because I don't no. think I have. Well, uh, like other than the rundown, and then maybe oh. Natural Born Killers, but even oh. this is still. Better I, I than said that. this to Sean Analog, but the shotgun sound in this movie is so good. Like the, all the, the gun sounds, it's all so chunky and just like brilliant. So then you find so so Johnny Wong's making a play for Uncle Hoy. Or whatever he and then there's a big old murder thing. There's a big old fight, and then Chow Young Fat pulls the trigger and tries to kill Tony Lung, but Tony Lung has the shit chance to kill him. He doesn't, and then Tony and then Chow Young Fat's like, "What the hell?" So he goes to Tony Lung's like uh, undercover yacht and confronts him about, you know, hey, what's going on? And they have a little tete a tete, and then they murder more people, uh, and then so they're sort of like playing both sides, and then there's a guy who's like. A, like an informant who gets you know a lighter from somebody and then there's a fight Foxy. there's all these fights what it culminates into is at the end of the day there is a hospital that is a front for the uh Johnny Wong's uh weapons uh situation and yeah. I guess he built I guess he donated a hospital where I, presumably they do real surgery and give birth to real babies because there's an entire uh, nursery full of them because that becomes a big part of the third act. And I they have writing something about the movie on Facebook, and I got the the most like, way I got through the sentence was the hard boiled babies, and then I just couldn't stop laughing. And that was <laughs> that, that. Like the hard, yeah, like those kids are like those. There's yeah. a scene. There's a scene where Chow Young Fat like murders people while holding a baby and arterial spray lands on the baby. Like, it's like adorable. It's like, precious. <laughs> and this baby is traumatized if it's making any memories whatsoever. Yeah. So the morgue 
Like behind what, what's, them, what's more traumatic, the narrative of that, or the fact that they were firing real ass guns with blanks around yeah, them? Yeah, like real the ass babies. Guys, guys, I gotta, I gotta stop you for a second because we, sure. you have blown past one of the most important characters in this whole movie, which you is, didn't oh. mention him yet. The heavy on Johnny Wong's oh, side, one-eyed Mad Dog, Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Mad Dog's cool. Fucking and then Mad rules. Dog's got a heart of gold in the third act, and then well, that, it's got for it. That guy, I was like, he looks really familiar besides this movie. He was in, like, all those Shaw Brothers, like, Five Deadly yeah. Venoms and all that stuff. But he was on a stunt team called the Venom Mob. Like, you know how they had the Jackie Chan stunt? What is it with the stunt teams in China? That rocks. Dude, that yeah. guy, that guy he's great. He also has, so Mad Dog has a, a trope, another trope that you'll see in a lot of uh, uh, Asian movies, but it's specifically Hong Kong action movies where they're they're bad guys, but they have a code, right? Like yeah. he he's like, you just hate the cops, just kill the cops. Because the funny thing about the end shootout is uh, Johnny Wong just wants to murder as many cops as possible. So base, but uh, yeah, but Mad Dog is like, uh, you know, we don't we need we just let the let the the patients go. Like you don't need to kill all these patients. There's no need to kill the patients. And I don't know. The Mad Mad Dog's great though. Because, Gogs, what is that gun that he's using? It's like a single-shot pistol. I thought that, I saw that, and, like, and like, did that pop up in some sort of video game? It's like a handheld, like, it's a can breakdown grenade. rifle. I thought, it, I thought it was like a mini grenade launcher for something. No, like, I don't like know a, what shoots, that thing is. It shoots like a, like a 30 odd 6 or like a 308. It shoots like a rifle round, but in a take in a takedown one-shot, like, dueling pistol almost. <laughs> it's fucking cool. Um, yeah, it fucking rocks. So everybody's now everybody's at the hospital where uh, Johnny Wong's got like a a Bond villain esque like like layer of firearms and gas and explosives that just like hang out under the morgue while this hospital's doing real hospital business. But like all of the people, all the guards at the hospital are on the take, but all the doctors aren't. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So then the police show up because it's all all shit's going to hell. Tony Lung and uh, Chiang Fat are down in the basement. And they fight and they get trapped. And they're going to get gasped and they blow their way out. And now you got like a, it's almost like a pincer maneuver of just law enforcement. Like inside, you got Tony Lung and Chiang Fat just kicking an absolute pile of ass. <laughs> and then outside, you've got like the SWAT team and like all of the Hong Kong Police Department. Are, are approaching the hospital and then they're just getting laid down with like Terminator 2 esque fire from the hospital. Shit's blowing up everywhere. <laughs> they're also they're setting s- up Operation Baby Chain. <laughs> yeah, they're ch- yeah, they're, just like, they're like strapping babies up with towels and just like making a bucket brigade of children <laughs> out the window. And the children, like the, the, the people handling the children, keep getting clipped in the knees. Like shit yeah. is just getting. I'm- and Hello? then and then Johnny Wong, like TJ said, he's he's like the guy in tenant. He's like, well, fuck it, I'll just blow everything up, yeah. and he's well, just gonna I, I just said this level to the TJ block. IRL because I was watching it and I was like, he's like, I'm gonna blow up this whole hospital. It's like, bro, everybody's already dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love I love how evil the villains are because like there's literally just a team of SWAT team or SWAT yeah SWAT cops that are just 
hoisting babies down, and they're still getting like lit up. Like, well, like, and the cops like infiltrated the hospital like undercover, and then there's like a whole scene where they're trying to weed out who's a cop and who's not. Like, like everything that Hong Kong, the entire Hong Kong police department's like their number one mandate is whatever our plan is, it better be convoluted. Like it better be convoluted. Uh, yeah, I like how even like the chief of police is involved in this op. Yeah, and he's dressed up like a like like, like a, a diatrist or something, and he's just sort of standing in the waiting well, room. I, I love that every time they cut to outside, it's like a diehard Turbo Championship edition. It's just like every cop in Hong Kong is there. Also, like from a practical standpoint, they had to do all of these scenes in one take, right? Because like, who's setting that glass back up if they fuck oh, you're not something doing that up? Twice. No, you're just multiple cameras. You hope you got it. Like, so now everything's getting exploded. Tony Lung kills another cop over the course of this. A cop who, yeah. A, a cop, another to like just like the like the drummer in the jazz band. He had already taken like seven bullets, and they came through the wrong door and just caught it. And like, you know, it's just, funny he. He's so like broken up about this. Meanwhile, they've got like AIDS level bodies on them, and <laughs> yeah. like it's like whatever, you know. But this one cop, it's like, oh, that's sad. Yeah, yeah it's just it's just funny too. Point. There's it's funny to me how many times there's a scene, especially towards the end, where like Tony Lung and Chow Yun Fat are on the same side, but they're in different rooms, and they like they're about they like come into the door and like they pull a gun on them. But they wait half a second till they're like, oh, okay. Like ever and, and like previously, they're just boom, 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 boom. Like, the, like well, like I'm saying, so much of this reminded me of like the scenes in Face Off that I'll, Face Off being. I'll just like full disclosure: the first John Woo movie I've ever seen was Face Off, right? So like the scene where my man, my house is getting fucked up. Like that scene where they're just <laughs> dropping through the ceiling, yeah, and like all that crazy shit's happening. Like I can sort of see like the seeds of that in all of this movie. Um, oh yeah. So at the very end, like they go out and like Tony Lung's gonna go back in, and the building explodes. <laughs> yeah. But then he comes out with Johnny Wong, and then Johnny Wong tries to cuck Chow Young Fat, and then uh. Chaos ensues and everyone gets shot and Johnny Wong's dead. No, no well, Tony Lung does. Tony Lung does like the fucking samurai thing, where instead of like, there's a, a fucking old samurai trope where if like you stab yourself, right, and you stab the guy behind you, he shoots himself, <laughs> right, so that fucking through, yeah, he yeah. shoots through himself to hit to hit um. What's it called? Johnny and you know Wong. what? I'll give the movie credit. I never picked this up before, but there is a dropped line of dialogue that says that the slug is strong enough to go through and still have stopping power. They say it like in the first scene in the fucking well, movie. I was like, oh well, shit. God, you didn't mention how Johnny Wong actually died. Well, no, he's, um, shoot, wait, hold on. I'm getting confused. How did you, wait, I blanked out. Wait, how did Johnny Wong actually die? Fat shoots him through the eye. That's it. Right, he gets <laughs> gut shot. Then he blows. Yes, then he gets Chai, his eye shot. He gets out. gut shot, which which opens up his eye, and Cheyenne Fat does like the fucking like virtual cop golden trigger shot, and like right through his eye. Yeah. Oh so then, man. Oh, I'm out because I. What's the, yeah. I was for sure you were gonna say he got Mo Green. That was like oh, a 100 percent chance. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, shit! Well, we lost, lost that, that bet. prop bet. Damn. Um. But anyway. Uh, and then, you know, Chowing and Fats back to just being tequila, and everybody's like, well, I guess, I forget, what was what was Tony Lung's character's name? 
Did he have a name? Uh, he has Alan or Alvin or Al- something. Alan. Like very yeah. like yeah, Anglo it's, it's name. It's, it's, yeah. I guess Alan's dead. And they burn his file, and then he's off in his yacht, just doing his thing. Um, and that's that's it. That's that's hard boiled, and it's awesome. Like the story is <laughs> ludicrous. Ludicrous. But, like, <laughs> like, uh, like the delivery system is just fucking brilliant. Like you're like well, it's also, we don't. The fucking dialogue's like that fucking Eddie Murphy bit about Elvis. It's like, I will just fuck, I'll just have them sing all their dialogue. Because there's parts where they have to fill dialogue by just singing for no reason. You're right, yeah. Like, I know that they're getting the song lyrics, but they just, like, break t- into song in English for, like, 30 seconds, and then it's back to a shootout. You're right, yeah. It's almost like is the dialogue American... is loading screens for the shootout. <laughs> yeah, like is, like, is there American... I'm trying to think of an American film... Well. That uh, had shootouts. This that weren't wasn't made by John Woo. Shoot like, em up. I, yeah, shoot, shoot, shoot 'em up was a direct like homage to this movie. That's why yeah, there's a baby with the baby. Yeah. yeah, right. But like, I mean, like, I always kind of think back about that scene. You just watched The Matrix, and I just recently watched The Matrix when they're coming into the whatever the federal building is. Oh yeah, and, and they murder all, the all those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kill all those you know security guards. But like, yeah, like. I always thought, you know, that's a pretty fun scene. That's cool. But does it hold a candle to this? Like, I can't I think mean, of... I guess, like, your John Wick's, like, the, the the house breach of John Wick. But, like, no American movie would be like, you know what? Let's have a shootout like that, but let's have it go on for 40 minutes straight. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the end of this movie is just a shootout. Like, like the, John the, Wick yeah. 2, maybe, I guess, had this kind of... Maybe. Like, when you, when you said that thing about the plot passing like a ship in the night, like, that's 100% correct. The plot is there strictly to hang the shootouts on. Yeah. Like, because it's the same plot as, like, literally every Hong Kong cop movie. Like, somebody's undercover, somebody's betraying somebody. There's some old gangster, and then there's a new gangster, and like that's it. It's also the plot of the video game Sleeping Dogs, and like every yeah. other thing you've yeah. ever seen. Sleeping Dogs slaps, though. By the way, we oh, yeah. came up with the chat like that movie. That game fucking ruled. It was so yeah. good. Did you know that um, was a spiritual sequel to uh, L.A. True Crime Streets of L.A. Yeah, yeah. Crime, yeah, yeah I did LA. know that. I did not. That know game that. was cool. That game got a sequel with Snoop Dogg. Yes. Exhibit. Uh, no, no I think Dog. Snoop Dogg was in True Crime oh. Streets of L.A. Part 2 or whatever. Yeah. Well, it was, um, there was True Crime Streets of New York and True Crime Streets of L.A., I think, was the yes, sequel. And then correct. Sleeping Dogs. Oh. Um, but yeah, like so this movie is just like... Like, was this... I I forget. Where does this come in the order of like Chow, like, Chow Young-Fat movies? Where does this come in the order Second, of John Woo movies? Like, I think uh, The Killer is before this, right? The Killer is like yeah. 89. What were you saying, Al? I was going to say Bulletproof Monk comes first. <laughs> In our hearts, maybe. Yeah. Uh, um, well, like, is this, was this isn't John Woo's first movie, right? What no, is, The Killer is before this. Okay. But I don't know. Well, I think he made other movies before The Killer, too. But I, I think he's one of these guys. I think he was like a... Uh, like a lot of Hong Kong guys. I think he was a like kind of a director for hire. And it wasn't until the killer where he kind of found his style and like became John Woo. Also, uh, something I noticed that I'd never noticed before. And I've seen this movie a fucking hundred thousand times. Uh, the guy that owns or at least runs the jazz bar, whose name is Woo in this movie, is John Woo. That is John Woo himself in this movie. 
I've never seen a better tomorrow. I'm not going to pick that. Oh, I forgot about a better tomorrow. How did I forget about that? Yeah, better tomorrow one and two are amazing. I I think the second one's actually better, but I like both of them. Yeah, three is not good, but one and two are great. Is he in three? Chow Young Fat in the third one? Yeah, but John Wu didn't direct it. It's a prequel. It's it's not good. It is bad. Um, Shit, how did I forget about a better? So it goes, I want to say, I could be wrong. I think it goes, the killer. A Better Tomorrow 1 and 2, and then this. I'm looking at all this stuff up right now. I'm, just, I'm looking up John Woo's whole filmography, but, like... A Better it, Tomorrow this... 2 is fucking the shit. There's a scene where, like, uh, Cheyenne Fat, I think, got, like, partial deafness because they didn't fucking set the uh, explosion right. Like, you can oh see it, and they kept it in the movie. Like, he, like, uh, like I... tries to look cool while, like, an explosion's going off. I... <laughs> I learned that Chalion Fat's worth almost like a billion dollars. Yeah, he's like a huge star. Also, uh, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but like he's very tall for a Chinese yeah. man. Like he towers over Tony Lung in this and movie. Tony Lung looks like a fucking baby in this. Yeah, he's baby. A Lung. handsome baby. Yeah. I don't get it. Are you not um, gonna pick Infernal Affairs? Because I am just... gonna pick I, I am gonna pick Infernal Affairs, but so a better it's tomorrow all Tony, night... all Tony Lung all the time. Yeah. A Better Tomorrow is 1986. A uh, Better Tomorrow 2 is 87. The Killer is 89. And then Bullet in the Head. Oh, that's a great movie. That doesn't have Cheyenne Fat in it. That's that's John Woo's like Vietnam movie. It's that's fucking 19, awesome. That's 1990. Hard Boiled 92. Hard what? Target 93. Broken Ooh. Arrow. I forgot Ugh. he did Broken Arrow. Ugh. 96. Yeah, he did. He bangs. 97. And this then comes to America works. and pisses his pants in front of everybody. I was so excited when he came to America. I was like, oh, he's going to do something cool. And then face off's fun. It's fine. It, it, the face off doesn't hold a candle to this shit. Like, no, it does not. But it's fun. He did Wind Talkers. That movie sucks. The paycheck. That movie's about reverse. It's still it's still not as bad as Chayon Fat's American debut, The Replacement Killers, which is another movie I was like very excited for, and it was really bad. Yeah, but The Replacement Killers has that weird uh, Five Burrows theme song that yes. has like <laughs> Run and like Cameron and all kinds of shit. Only that's only got, me and you remember that soundtrack. I think I own Chalion, that soundtrack. Chayon Fat yeah. and and Mira Sorvino. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, it's it not, sucks. It's not good. I was so excited yeah. too because I fucking love Chayon Fat, and I was like, "It's gonna be good." You know? The last movie, Ch- the last movie John Woo did was Manhunt in 2017. Yeah, he's done some like Chinese movies. Well, not according to IMDb. He ain't. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, he has. I, I was just on his IMDb page. I'm looking at his director. His last director credit was 2017. Oh, I thought you were still talking about Chayon Fat. No, no, you know what? Monkey King, The Legend Begins. That movie is sweet. Those uh, Journey to the West movies are great. Speaking of Chinese men and The Matrix, did you know that they offered the Sarah Frohl to Jet Li and he said no? That makes sense. That guy kind of looks like Jet Li. (laughs) I feel like he's kind of (laughs) a Jet Jet Li. Well, anyway, that's hard-boiled. Alec, what did you think of the movie? Because this is your first viewing. I mean, I couldn't follow it. The subtitles were all fucked up a couple of times towards the end of it. Uh, I don't know if it was the copy or my internet kept crapping out. Oh, where it skipped a bunch? Mine did that, too. Yeah, so like yeah. I couldn't follow the plot. Like The action was awesome. 
but I couldn't follow the plot for shit. Um, the action was really good though. There was a yeah. lot of, a lot of, a lot of great action, action yeah. scenes and gunplay. Yeah, that was um, fantastic. I couldn't tell you what happened. I couldn't tell you the, <laughs> the story behind it though. Like, and I couldn't tell if I was, the subtitles were, to ahead or behind where I was, right? Because even the words they were saying didn't seem to make sense with what was going on. <laughs> what just happened, or I'd pay attention to see if it was like behind, and it wouldn't seem to like tie in with that either. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Chayon Fat and Tony Long. Like I, I want to watch a lot more Tony Long movies. Yeah, he's great. Well, he's yeah, really if, good. if Gog sticks to his pick, you will have your opportunity. I'm, st- I'm going to stick to my pick because I want to see this. I've never seen it. All right. Anything else? Well, when you get so can I just career? can I just watch The Departed then? No, dear God. It's you watch Infernal Affairs like three times before The Departed's over. <laughs> yeah, that is true. The Infernal Affairs is like very short. <laughs> um. All right. Let's get. Any, oh, there's uh, a oh, there's a cut. Well, wait. There's three of them. Yeah, we are only watching the first one. No, 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 I'm saying that, like, the part is, like, four hours long, Infernal Affairs, I think, is 80 minutes. Yeah, yeah there's three. I have three. a copy of Infernal Affairs if people want to get together and watch it. Are there three of those fucking movies? Three Infernal Affairs movies. Ooh. Tony, yeah. Tony Long is in two of them. I've only seen the first two. The second one's not bad. I've I'll pick, pick Hero. I just, I, I like Hero. I'll watch them. I never, pick I never City saw on Hero. Fire and yeah. see if it's, like, Reservoir Dogs. City on Fire is also good. All right, let's get into five knuckle shuffles, please. Uh, guys, uh, that's a nine for me. Like, I know the plot's fucking dumb as shit, but like, I can't like. I'm a huge mark for things going bang and do it in slow motion. Like it, <laughs> like it, it, it's tremendous. It's it's a ton- that TLC shootout alone is like better than a lot of stuff I watched in 2021. Like it's. Like it's a ton of fun. Like Tony Lung's great in it. Chiang Fat's great in it. The plot is non-existent, but whatever. We're here for the spectacle, <laughs> and the spectacle is just bonkers. Uh, like it, it's the action's very competently shot. You're you're able to see everything that's going on. It's not like plagued with like a billion like up close quick cuts. Like there's a lot of cuts, but it's not like it all works. Like it's not. You know, and it's 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 I don't know, it's a blast. Uh, the plot is dumb though, but it's fucking. I I had an absolute great time watching it. I had, I have not watched it in a long time, and it rekindled uh, my love for like the Hong Kong action genre. Um, Sean. Oh, this is a fucking like easy ten for me. Like before we go in there, like. I think if you've learned anything about me in the last two movies, either I want a movie that is nothing but plot or a movie with zero plot at all. <laughs> like, I know there's nothing of import going on between all these action scenes, but I don't give a shit, like, at all. <laughs> at all. Because, like, all three of the major set pieces, which, to be fair, is 90 minutes of the two hours, are better than anything you've ever seen in your fucking life. Like, the only things that, like, approach it are movies from Indonesia and the John Wick movies, which are made by stuntmen. And even... I love the John Wick movies. I mean, I think we all love at least two of them. Yeah. Um, 
I remember liking but, the third one. I like the third one. I, Alex does not like the third one. I don't I, like I the third that one at all. And I know you don't either. Um, yeah. But even the third one, like, which is a movie I really like, meanders for quite a while. And there's like, because it's an American movie and like. Well, the problem it, it, is that it gets so lost in the fucking lore. I don't care yeah. about the fucking lore. I just want shooting, just Mm-mm. killing people no. and shooting. I love lore. Love lore. I, mean, I love lore too, but like I just want to see a stunt show. I didn't come to a John Woo movie to see people like talking about their feelings. Like I just right, want yeah, to see exactly. guns getting fetishized and dual pistols and like I don't know why there's not doves in this, but I wasn't like excited about that. But like, we did get regular ass birds. You got regular, regular birds and cages. Um, like I remember when we watched Hard Target, and the last like four minutes of that movie is like a John Woo movie, and the rest of it's not. That's like this like re- humongous. And just the idea that they fired 100,000 times. Like, first of all, like, that their hands or ears still work. They've got babies just, like, loosely tied. Like, it's not even the body tied. count. You say that Tony Long, would you say Tony Long and Johnny Fett's body count is in this movie 160? Between, between the two of them, not including everybody else in the movie that murders people. Fuck, your boy Johnny Wong just fucking walks in and there's like a like trolley problem of doctors and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, I'll kill anyone that gets in my way like, like over so, the course like, of the fucking week unceremoniously. yeah just the two of them <laughs> and there's like the soundtrack is like super gay yes. but like a lot of fun like it is very like like homo well the movie's like unintentionally homoerotic but um like, it, like it literally focuses on the guns. It's like the guy that made Army of Two directed this. Like, I fucking love this movie, and I'll not hear anything bad said about it. <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, we love fucking stunts. Like, the reason we got the Matrix, and I, I told TJ this too, like, because I saw, also saw this when I was young. I got it from a Suncoast or whatever the fuck, and paid ninety eight dollars for a VHS. Mm. But. That wasn't $98. It might be adjusted for inflation, but I'm pretty sure I paid like $45 for this on VHS. I had a, I had a, I didn't have a DVD of this. I had a DVD of A Better Tomorrow 2 that I bought at whatever the fucking like FYE store was in Cranberry Mall. $67. Was it also a Suncoast? No, it was some other like it was like oh. a I don't even forget what it was called. It was yeah, like, it wasn't it wasn't FYE, but it was like the precursor, whatever was before that. But it was literally I remember it was sixty seven dollars, like a record town or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but, it might have been yeah. record town. Something, if you want to buy a something. if you want to buy a better tomorrow right now on Amazon on DVD, it will cost you a hundred dollars. Okay, so sell mine. I, it's like yeah. it's kept its value. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was a solid <laughs> investment for you. Yeah, like, right. This is the reason I love heavy ass action movies. And if I had not seen this movie, like I taste in movies would be totally different if that yeah. makes sense. So like I catch right. a lot of import to John <laughs> pre America movies. Yeah, that meme you posted was pretty goddamn funny. Oh, I made it, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's OC. Yeah. You should have put OC on there. That's yeah. very good. Uh, well, I'm going to save Alec for last so I can be all fucking butthurt when he gives it a 6 or whatever. TJ, go ahead. Oh, it's a 10. It's one of my favorite fucking movies. I adore this movie to death. I, I used to get made fun of for wearing the fucking t-shirt because nobody knew what the fuck I was doing. I was just this Chinese guy in attack vest with a baby <laughs> in his hand. 
Um, Which never happens in the movie. No, he doesn't man. wear the tech. He wears the tech vest, but that's in the, he, the second shootout. It's in the warehouse yeah. scene. Right. Uh, but I fucking love this movie. I mean, goddamn, the shooting is so good. The fucking, like, the stunts are just insane. Like, and just, oh, like, some I, of the shit. I'm sorry, I'm going to step on you. I know we're going yeah, long, no, but. Fine. Uh, fucking, the, they have so many awesome stunts in this that the last stunt where he swings out of the building oh, on a fire hose, yeah, they don't even barely yeah. show it. They're like, fuck it, we got enough, we're good. Now, and, and like I said to you in text, like, the guy, whoever did that stunt, like, <laughs> cotton hilled himself because that guy was coming out of that window way too fast. Totally and then, hot. And whoever they cut, they cut to, he just falls. Like, there's, like, you see him yeah. land, and it's like, Jesus. Holding onto that hose or whatever did, I don't know, to what end did that help? Like, yeah. But what a fucking movie, man. Like, I, yeah, I have a, to echo Sean's statement, too. Like, this is, this is like a, like, I don't know, like, Alec had those great questions uh, last week for me, and I talked about how, like, Tetsuo the Iron Man was, like, fundamental in, like, me becoming, like, a film lover, or, like, what I love in movies and like this is very important to me. This is like in the the TJ like Rushmore of movies. Like I adored Hong Kong action movies and specific this subgenre, which is affectionately referred to as heroic bloodshed. Like this shit is so good. And like the funny thing is like you know and we're not gonna get into these on the show, but like the lesser Chayun fat gun movies are still good. Like fucking, like I said, full contact is great. Um, there's a bunch of other ones and it's like, I, this movie is just like perfect. Like it's so fucking violent and exciting. And like this movie is, is super old, but like everything works. Like the soundtrack is, is very tacky and like very kind of retro wavy, like to, to, for, for up to a point. Um, I love like all the set pieces. I love the fucking like just the creativity of like in the shootouts. You got guys like jumping through tables and like falling down staircases and shooting and like. Fucking what's his face and Chow Young Fat where one jumps through a window one way and to avoid him, Chow Young Fat jumps through the window the other way. Yeah, and like the in the the tea house scene like. To end in that weird, like the with the bakery and the flour, and he's covered in flour, and he shoots the guy, and like, oh, it's so good. It's a ten. I fucking love this movie. I've watched this movie a thousand times. I go watch this movie a thousand more times. Like this is like one of these movies that just it tickles that like childish thing in you. It's just so much fun to watch. Like it's just as Gog was fond of saying, it's everything you want, nothing you don't. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, and I don't give a, it's like you said, I don't give a shit about the storyline. Like, I don't care. Like, skip the cutscenes and just get me to the fucking shooting. Like, and, and I don't know if this is intentional. I know, Sean, you and I talked about if Majima from Yakuza is based on around, uh, Wild Dog or whatever, Mad Dog. Yeah. But it's, there's definitely a character in time crisis that's named mad dog and i guarantee that is a reference to this like well, no in majima is called the mad dog of wherever the fuck he's from in that's the game true. yeah so, yeah also i true. know time crisis had a plot well no but they have character like one of the like mini bosses is named mad dog like oh, wow. he's in all three games too do you think the fucking l driver's eye patch with the cloth at the one part of kill bill is a reference to this could, like, wow. have, you, right? you know, like he's a big, like he's yeah. a huge he's Hong a huge Kong action fan. So yeah. yeah, 
All right, Alec, uh, I know you had a difficult viewing experience, unfortunately, but. Um, I'm going to, I mean, basically my viewing is based on Hunter or my, uh, yeah, I wish I could have gotten, is, a, a, I, I wish I could have gotten a fix for you. My rating is based a hundred percent on the, uh, visual aspect of the movie. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a seven. There you go. Yeah. That's fair. Like the action scenes were great. Like if I could have followed like a cohesive story, it might've helped. Um, Bump it up, bump it up a little bit more. Well, at least like followed along. Like, yeah, sure. I was just like guessing at what was happening, basically. (laughs) So were they? Yeah, (laughs) like I I got, I got through context at some point that Chow Yun Fat and Tony Lun were both cops. Eventually, (laughs) (laughs) like, like I got there. But yeah, I really uh, over overall the like the action beats were great. It's like some fantastic gunplay and fantastic fantastic action sequences. Yeah, um, there's really nothing like this movie. I mean, like this style. Like, there's not like I you, you get like Sean said with the Indonesian stuff. You get you get it, but it's martial arts. Like no one's really done the gun thing like this. Like who can afford it? Also, right. it's, like, it's incredibly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's right. It's like, this is like, Sean made a good point. Uh, it, 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 it is fetishized, like, the guns in this movie. Like, it's just like, everyone's got them, and we're going to shoot them all the time, and we're going to be really excited about it. I, I loved it. I also think, it's, so, and I, Alec got to watch this, like, I watched Apocalypto when I realized there was, I just had the <laughs> subtitles off, and I had to take all my context. <laughs> and, you know, I figured it out. It was it was pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, you, you didn't you didn't miss a ton of plot, I guess. Just a lot of dudes getting. I'm just watching the tea house scene again because I love it so much. Oh, all right. So it Infernal sucks. That, next it week. sucks that you found out that this movie is like hard to find. That really sucks, dude. All of these. So I'm looking at like all of these like Dragon Dynasty challenging facts. Now I'm just like I want to like fill out. Like I've never seen a better tomorrow. Right. I'm trying to find that. On DVD, Blu-ray, very. I'll put, it, on, I'll put it on the Plex. On Amazon, very hard to find. Like, so I'm wondering if like something like this. Like, I'm glad I had my DVD of it because I was well, like, oh, I'll just buy it on Prime. Sean said it's it was Miramax. Isn't Miramax done? Right, that's probably why. Isn't Miramax Harvey Weinstein's company? Yeah, it is. But but wouldn't you think they would have like you know in the last decade they would have sold their library to somebody right well maybe shout maybe. factory where are you on this yeah right give me the shout factory whatever whatever well, like you, you got to remember too this is all international distribution so mm-hmm. there's like eight other layers you have to go through you know what i mean yeah. well i mean all right so next week is infernal affairs infernal that's a great affairs, movie yeah hell great yeah. fantastic movie uh, I can't wait to watch it. So we, we three out of the four movies star Tony Lung. In the, it's, it's... I think we should also. I propose like just looking at his like his work. If we could come up with a, have we done a Chow Yun Fat month? Have we done that? No, no. I'm sure we. No, we should come up with a Chow Yun Fat month. Chow June Fat. I mean that works, I was, right? I think I don't remember Chow Yun Fall. 
Chow Young Very Fall. Good. That's not bad. We always are looking for fall ones. Like one year, I was telling TJ, like assuming like we don't all run out of water or anything, we <laughs> should just do each month a different country. Oh, yeah. that's good. I like that. Twelve, you know, do a South Africa month, and I'll I, just be done. I can't name twelve countries. That's the only problem. Well, I mean, we can oh. do Japan a few times. Sweet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Get Ukraine in while you can. That's all I'm How saying. How many Ukrainian movies have you seen? Well, they're all going to be Russian soon, so we'll just watch the Russian movies. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Well, that's the show. Next week, the uh, superior version of The Departed, uh, Infernal Affairs. Now, Alec, you haven't seen Infernal Affairs, right? Everybody else has. Yeah, no, I have not. I, I have not seen it. Oh, you haven't? I thought you had. I have not. Oh, it's great. It's really good. I actually own it. I don't think I've ever watched it. It has a terrible DVD cover. Oh, that does not... I got Infernal Affairs on DVD right here. And it's got that like sexy chick and the two cops. And it's like what, like a girl I don't even think is in the movie. Then do it. It's an awful Hang on. cover. I have it. Hang on. I don't... How do you share these things? I don't just, know. Just, just turn your camera on and hold it up to the camera. Stand by. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is great uh, podcasting for uh, Shut up. Uh, people have already Anthony's already tuned out. Oh, without a doubt. There it is. Yeah, that's it. It's, yeah, it looks like a, such a it looks terrible. like a USA porno. It's such well, a it's terrible got, cover. It's got the fucking Hollywood video sticker on it because I bought every single foreign movie when they went out of business. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, that's the show. We'll right. see you next week. Eat Lada. your own ass. Lada bitches. Bye, boys. Bye. Bye.